The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. everybody, welcome to episode 138 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Michelle is absent this night. She's enjoying the, the wonderful nightlife that Los Angeles has to offer, so good on her. We'll catch up with Michelle later this week on Sith Disturbers, or possibly next week. One or the other. But I hope she's doing well and having some fun. How are you guys doing? Good weekend? Yeah, that's nice. Weather's been good, man kind of coming down off my vacation i gotta go back to work tomorrow and waking up this morning was pretty hard man when i was the first thing that popped in my head you know i was like it's over man it's over man back at it sucker (laughs) (laughs) oh man i feel good it feels good guys it feels good being behind the mic again yeah you sound great uh, this week yeah giving quality giving quality to the tumbling saber fans out there i'm happy to be here and uh yeah busy weekend uh it's been uh, i i uh i got home uh, with my kids uh, earlier and uh, i threw on uh, jurassic world uh, for them and i took a jurassic nap nice. and it was awesome yes i did not enjoy didn't jurassic pass the world. carlos test it no it does not pass the couch test definitely not i'm sorry you said you didn't you didn't watch jurassic world no, i did i i didn't Wait, which did I? See? That's the 2015 one, correct? Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's on Netflix now. Yes, I yeah, I did not enjoy it. I thought it was just mm. flat, just completely flat. Nothing new. To, it was it was just you know they made a joke of it throughout the movie. Bigger dinosaurs, more teeth. Like they just kept making that in joke as if yeah, that's that's all that you brought new. It was just bigger teeth, bigger dinosaurs. I I was left wanting more. I let my kid watch uh, on during vacation there. We we actually went to the uh, Natural Science Museum there in Canada's capital in Ottawa. And it was pretty awesome, man. All the dinosaurs and stuff. So we checked all that out. And then we watched Jurassic Park Part 1. Uh, con- connecting the dots there, right? The realism uh, of both places there. Oh, he, he freaked, man. He loved it. It was so fun to watch him. Like watch, just watching him watch the movie was great. Yeah, that first one is fantastic. Just every, every it is too because they can relate they, because there's you know there's a kid maybe a couple years older than him in the movie you know. Yeah, there's a very good reason why those why kids are in those movies. It's it's to captivate those the children that are presumably watching. But yeah, I find the first one is great, and every subsequent one after that was eh, hit or miss. I have not seen the most recent one, so I have to leave that one off the list. Well, I figured I'd throw it on uh, if I wanted to take them to the movies this week, because uh, summer is coming to a close. But uh, we, still need, we still need to do something with these little buggers and keep them occupied. So I was thinking, yeah, like uh, if I'm gonna take them to uh, Fallen Kingdom, I might as well see the first one uh, of the Jurassic World uh, version. And um, 
Yeah, uh, I don't know if we're going to do that now. <laughs> Not too, go see uh, Teen Titans Go. Uh, they'd love it, actually. I've loved they... it, too, man. I took my kid this week, man. It was actually really good. Why is everything about you, Corey? Why? <sighs> Why? I don't understand. I just thought you'd be surprised, man. You <laughs> no, should go I, see it. Like, check it out. It's actually really funny. No, I'm sure it is. Actually, I, that's something that uh, that I might do. So, yeah, thanks for that. All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, get into the show here, and we'll say uh, a hearty welcome to Chris Hindle for becoming a powerful friend in the last week. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the board, family. Chris. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, Chris has been hanging out in the Facebook group for a while and, and took the plunge. So much appreciated, Chris. Uh, enjoy the back catalog. Take it slow. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to you don't want to choke too much on the on those Sith Disturbers episodes. Yeah, absolutely. And again, uh, another thank you to Neil because he's Neil and he's just he's just the best. And he picked up a, a tumbling saber uh, shirt off the T Public store. So again, Neil, sweet. The guy is carrying Beautiful. carrying this whole fandom, including us, on his back, man. Can't say enough good things about Neil. He's doing so much for for this show. It's unbelievable. And, and uh, I, I made a I made a statement uh, this weekend uh, uh, about uh, how Neil is actually uh, he's on my list. He's he's if I ever did a worthy of recognition, uh, Neil, Neil is on my list. So, tip of the hat, sir. I, I, yeah, I, I probably. I mean, I, I I can count on Neil to drive dozens of notifications to my phone every day, and they're all—it's all messages of positivity amongst a large group of Star Wars fans. So uh, that's that's saying a lot. And we love Neil in this community, and lots of other people love Neil too. So Neil, tip of the cap, and I'm glad the Ray figure finally made its way to you. It was, it was getting a bit nervous there. I yeah, three four weeks. I was getting scared, but it's I'm quite glad. Long. Uh, yeah, it took a while, but I'm, I'm glad it. I'm glad it got there safely. Exclusive. Absolutely. Uh, any collecting updates this week? Quickly. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't. I, I don't know if you saw this, Kyle. I picked up another little vintage Spidey. Uh, managed to get the Man in Black and Gollum Funko Pops and. I know I posted this last night in the uh, Facebook group, but uh, I ended up going with Island Journey Ray. I had to cool. get the Black Series six inch yet. I mean, whatever, just throw a poncho on her. I, I get it. I've had it. I have her like four <laughs> times now. But hey, man, it's, it's, it's an important character, and uh, like it's the first time I ever seen her on the pegs. They had a few Chewies in stock, so hopefully, fingers crossed, they'll still have them. And Carlos. Yeah, I'm not disappointed, Corey, that you didn't get Best Pin Han. That's uh, yeah, I didn't want to just for a poncho, douche. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, no, I I haven't I haven't uh, gotten anything. I'm still uh, waiting. Um, everything's on back order at Lego dot dot com. Uh, I want the uh, the X Wing Luke, uh, not X. Yeah, well, yeah, Lego X the the X Wing with Bigs and with Bigs. Yeah. An exploding action. My, my my local Walmart has it. If you really want it. No, no, it's because I I, uh, I have. Yes, sir. I definitely want those points. And uh, yeah, so end of end of August, end of August, we should we should be getting that. Yeah, my local Walmart had all of the the new lineup. I didn't except for the Convex. I did not see that, nor did I see Anakin's 
Starfighter, which was disappointing because I, w- I was prepared to buy it on the spot. I think Anakin Starfighter is actually a Walmart exclusive in the States, so I, I wouldn't... That's kind of weird. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe it's not going to make its way to Canada. That's that's unfortunate. Because there wasn't it's, even a peg space for it. There was not even a shelf space for it. Through Walmart, perhaps. It's not available in Canada, but you can always go to Lego store. Uh, and Toys R Us, they definitely have it. Yeah, I, might, I may have to do that, because that's a cool little ship. Oh, I, definitely. And for the price... Can't can't lose. But you're right though. You, I think you mentioned it last week or the week before. The the play sets, the uh, the kissing siblings play set, and the yes. uh, the snow Snoke's <laughs> throne room throne room. Terrible yeah. price per brick on those. Oh yeah, definitely. No value definitely. in those sets at all. Uh, guys, you're getting the same price. You're getting the same brick count for Anakin Starfighter as you are for the Hoth Medical Chamber, but one is twenty five dollars and the other is forty. Hello doesn't make any sense no not at all very disappointing so that will stay where it is the x-wing was tempting but a hundred bucks it's gonna sit for a while but uh, during that same trip to walmart which was actually a cool little trip because like i've said my walmart is an absolute dump and it never has anything new except for this past weekend where i saw all this new lego and finally new black series six inches I was my mind was blown. It only they only had one of each, but it, there was like six or seven new figures. And the last time I saw that, I was at a Toys R Us and I bought six figures right off the right then and there. That hurt. That hurt the wallet. Huh. And I, I, I'm, I'm sometimes too much of an all or nothing kind of guy because I'm afraid that if I don't buy them all, I'm, just, I'm gonna miss out. So I just, I just scoop them all. I bought zero. I had to walk away. They were all they were Ooh. too cool. Espen Han was there, and Lando from the Solo movie, and Poncho Ray. Uh, Beckett was there. Uh, the Rebel Troop, Tarkin. And I think there was one. Oh, uh, yeah, Range Trooper. The Range Trooper. That you should have picked mm. up. Yeah, the, the, but those are readily available on Amazon.ca, so I'm not too worried about that. I just, I just wanted all seven. And I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't pick out one and just be satisfied with that. So I just, I just walked out of the aisle and left the store. So all that to say, (laughs) I I do not have a collecting update this week. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. Hey, I got a podcast to fill here. I I, got to talk about something. (laughs) Uh, Beautiful. Um, Happy retirement to Jeremy Bullock, who left a, a notification on his Somewhere on, I guess on BobaFettFanClub.com. And he said, I saw that. Yeah. It's with a heavy heart that I have decided to stop attending conventions and hang up the Fett helmet. It has not been an easy decision to make. In 1979, I was called onto the set of Empire Strikes Back to play Boba Fett. And since that day, it has changed the entire direction of my life in such a wonderful way. It has been a privilege to have had the opportunity to inspire so many generations of Star Wars fans. I've had over 20 years of traveling with my wife, Maureen, to some amazing countries and have met so many wonderful fans. Thank you all so much, and we will miss you all. May the Force be with you always. Jeremy. So that's it. Jeremy Bullock is done like dinner. It's over. I was surprised to hear that. Yeah, it's because he was such like a, a familiar face on the con circuit, you know? It seemed like he was at every single con. And maybe that was yeah, it. Think, maybe he's just... Yeah, he's it's just, just, He's tired. He's just, career he's, con guy. <laughs> I mean, he he made a good career. 
doing the con circuit. Let's let's not uh, kid ourselves. But yeah, it was uh, surprising. Man, he's seventy three, which is not particularly ancient. It's not young by any stretch, but he's not terribly old. There's there's Star Wars alumni much older than him still doing the rounds. But uh, I guess he's had his fill. He's set up for his retirement, and he's going to enjoy, uh, the, I guess, the golden years of his life. But and I guess well deserved. He's he's uh, one of those faces that uh, we'll never forget. Like I, I got the chance to meet him, and he was he's just so gracious. And that's that's the words you saw uh, bandied about when people were talking about him today. Like, so gracious, so such a classy guy. I'm I'm glad to, to have had the opportunity to meet him, and I, I wish him a, a happy retirement. It's well deserved. All right, so now we can get into some episode nine news, guys. Whoa, Kyle. Can we uh, get the elephant in the room out of the way first? That depends what you're talking about. Captain Picard is back, man. Like I said, guys, we got some episode nine news to talk about. I was pretty excited (laughs) about that. (laughs) You're right. I I, I kid. Uh, We can talk about that on Sith Disturbers. So make a note of that, Corey. That is now your responsibility. All right, and so. it's now gone in the ether. Yeah, engage. <laughs> There's no. Have you made that note, Corey? Nope. You're not going to, are you? Yeah, it's all up here. <laughs> Still trapping. <laughs> Just like the show notes for the Sithmas special. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a big fat squadoosh. All right, so JJ, we we talked about this. Will JJ share anything? Is he going to interact with fans this time around? I was skeptical, but we finally did get. Something on August 1st. He sent us a, a a picture washed in green of what appears to be the cockpit of the Falcon with Finn immediately in the middle, flanked by Chewie in the co-pilot seat and what we believe to be Ray in the pilot seat. And so, guys, what was your initial take on this? Like, Carlos, I'll come to you first on this one. Was this like, a wow, he's, he's actually sharing? Or was it sort of like, okay, it's day one. Let's see what happens on day... 20 and 30 yeah i think it's um i'm gonna i'm gonna go with uh yeah it's day one and uh, he wants to shut some people up but let's see how long it lasts before his ocd comes in and and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to share anything for fear of of leakage that's just that was just my my initial thought but like either way it's still cool to like mark uh the the start date of the final installment of this um, of this saga mm-hmm. with uh with a little with a little bonbon for the kids I like it yeah it was nice to see uh, Corey well first impressions I was like okay uh, expensive cameras um, <laughs> and it actually kind of took me a while like I was able to see what like you said what appears to be Finn with a kind of a bit of a new look with like a vest. No funky hairdo though, which I was kind of disappointed about. I'll talk uh, but about yeah, that in a minute. In the cockpit, um, it took me a while again to, to spot out Chewie and Ray, but I'm on the same page as you guys. Like, um, yeah, it's the first day of shooting. We'll see what time has to say about it. I don't think we'll be getting as much as we had in other films, although I'd like to. I hope he continues down this route. But it's, it's exciting regardless. Like Carlos said, it's the end of the saga. It's uh, It has begun one last time. Every beginning has an end. And this is the end of the Skywalker saga. So 
it's kind of I don't know. It's, it's a bit monumental. It's pretty epic, man. If you think about it in those terms, like it's like the the culmination of all this stuff, you know. Like I don't know who knows what they're gonna do with these characters afterward. I think they might be a little too more marketable not to use them, but this might be it, you know. It might be a one and done for them, one trilogy, and that's it. And this tells this tale, and that's that. So I don't know. It's it's a bit emotional. I think we're all gonna be a bit emotional that night. Yeah, like well, we've been through this a couple times, right? <laughs> I mean, for those of us who are not quite old enough, we saw Jedi, and that was kind of it for us. But then we came around, and our fanship grew in those years, but then we came around to the prequels, and then it was really it. After Revenge of the Sith, okay, now we're done. And some of us left with tears in our eyes, and some of us, some of us left with a shrug. But we've been through this. Like, who's to say? They, they're calling it the final chapter of, of the Skywalker saga. I take them at face value. Who knows? Maybe on the fiftieth they come around and say, "We're open. We're we're going to open up the box again. We're going back into the Skywalker saga." I would not be shocked by that whatsoever. But for now, sure, I'll, I will take it as it as it is. We're we're at the end. But that just about the image itself. Um, Corey, you, you talked about how Finn didn't have doesn't appear to have that crazy long hair that he he had spoken about. And I wondered about that too. I'm like, that just looks like Finn hair. What's up with that? And it does look a bit longer than normal, but well, he posted a, a short clip of himself on Instagram, and his he was getting his longer hair tightened up into like really tight braids, and he was putting on the classic Finn wig on top, which is what we see he see here in this picture. So I, I'm guessing that that video clip that he posted was taken the morning of or just before that picture that JJ posted was put online. That that's my guess. But um like I I'm, Did you say wig? am I supposed to say something else? I d I don't know. Like that kinda of just took me off guard a bit. I'm like hairpiece? Is he wearing would you prefer a hairpiece? Is he wearing a wig? Yes, yeah, he yes. Is. I don't know. Yeah absolutely it's is. crazy. His his actual longish hair is underneath that hairpiece, if you prefer hairpiece. Um, but I, I, I'm fairly confident in saying that, uh, you know, just based on this, and that's, this is my own headcanon coming into play here, the resistance, in my mind, is going to scatter at the end of, of The Last Jedi. They're going to fracture into little groups, maybe on their own or in groups of two or three, and like searching the galaxy for help. And these will be scenes that, where, where, you know, after the passage of time, Finn will have his longish hair. They just haven't shot those scenes yet. And so once they regroup, maybe the the scene we're seeing here is like midway through the film when they've all regrouped. Like that's that's uh, kind of how I'm reading this. Yeah, that's interesting because it's kind of like if you look at it from another sense point of view, it's kind of just like uh, Finn saying kind of just like, yeah, you're not touching my hair or like it's my hair. Like there has to be a reason for him to have that instead of like going through the trouble of putting a wig on. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, here we are. This, this I always laugh at Star Wars fans for this, but we all, we're doing it. Like we're dissecting a crazy blurry little picture. <laughs> um, and then we we talked about Ray in the Facebook group. Like, is is that a ponytail? Is that a Padawan braid? What's up with this? Did you guys have any take on that? No, uh, it's, I, it's too hard to see. Yeah, it's very hard. It could just be a shadow, like. If you want to see a Padawan braid, that's what you're going to see. But to me, it's more of a shadow of her neckline more than anything else. 
Yeah, I th- I thought if anything it was it was just a long like longer hair, like everybody else. She's gonna grow out some hair. I I th- I thought that was maybe too thick to be a pa- the classic Padawan braid, and I don't know how. Like, who's her master? That's an open ended question that we clearly have no answer to. But I don't think it's gonna be Luke. But uh, yeah, cool man. I'm I'm glad we finally got this this little image to kick off episode nine production and uh i guess we, we can leave that for now there's only so much we can only so much uh that we can squeeze from this stone uh so we yeah, can <laughs> <laughs> so we move on to uh making star wars who had a report that episode nine is perhaps going to start filming in jordan and uh jason ward there had had stated that uh it was going episode Seven was going to shoot in Jordan, the Jack Who scenes, but then Abu Dhabi swept in and sweetened the deal, and uh, ended up Jack Who was ended up ended up being uh, shot in Abu Dhabi. But now it seems that we're going back to Jordan. The question is, is this Jack Who? So guys, I, I I'm I don't know if you guys read this report, but what do you think? Like, are we going back to Jack Who? Who wants this one first? Well, I'll, I'll take a stab at it. I don't necessarily know that it means we're going back to Jakku directly, but to think that they're installing a fourth desert planet into the mix of planets that we have in this saga would be a bit much. What's the uh, third? Well, maybe not saga. We've got Jedha, uh, Tatooine, mm-hmm. and Jakku. So yeah, fair to take a fourth there, it's, I don't know, it's just be a little bit of a, a reach for me. So, yeah, I mean, going back to any of the other planets, even Tat- Tatooine or Jedha, like Jason had mentioned, or at least Jedha, he had mentioned, I think that'd be really interesting, but I don't know exactly how much there's left of Jedha in the sense that, like, the Mecha seemed was pretty, like, pretty much blown into space. There's nothing left. There's not In the comics, we've, we've revisited Jedha. There's nothing left. And I, I'd like to... <laughs> Personally, I'd like to see Tatooine again, just because I always thought that it had like somewhat of a significant significance. And again, like that thing I just said, like uh, every beginning has an end, which would be the inverse of one of the slogans for the prequels. And you can, you know, go back and end the saga on Tatooine would kind of be a full circle thing. I think that'd be kind of neat. But the uh, yeah, maybe it is Jakku, you know, maybe after the whole all said and done, Ray just, you know, they broke the force, whatever. She goes back to scavenging on Jakku. Yeah, maybe. Carlos, what do you think about this? Yeah, I don't think she's uh, she's going back to scavenging. I think she's going to go back to check to see if she, her parents are in a pauper's grave uh, on, the, uh, on the planet somewhere. And um, that's my read of the reason why she would go back there. Just like Luke had a reason to go back to Dagobah in, in Jedi, uh, Return of the Jedi, that is. And um, that that's that would be my read of it. Um, and and I, if they do go to another, like, yeah, they're going to a desert planet. I mean, it, it would make sense, especially with JJ just wanting to, like, wrap up what he kind of started from the first one. Uh, of the obviously the sequel trilogy other than that i don't see tatooine i don't see uh, there's no reason to go back to jedda at this point 
or Jedha or Ravon or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, I missed this mic, guys. I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, definitely. It has. It's a connection with Ray. If uh, if they're going to a desert planet, it has to be something uh, about her past that either she gives up on officially, uh, or uh, you know, uh, figures out that uh, Kylo was lying or not lying. Yeah, a few other things I had written here as well was was also something along those lines. They're going looking for answers to her past again, and uh, like I guess a bit of a stretch would be looking possibly you know the resistance seems to be in disrepair maybe she can cobble together some stuff from that's out there you know or maybe they can get some of those ships running again i don't know but in in the long run if they do go back to one of those planets like there hopefully is a very good reason an interesting reason well yeah that goes without saying i, I don't think she's going back because she realized she left the stove on in her little <laughs> you know what i mean like no. <laughs> Left the stole mine. <laughs> My inflatable bread. Oh no! It'd be cool if it had something to do with Carrie Russell's character. It very well might, but yeah, I I, I think it's it's Jakku or or Bust. You know, I don't yeah. I don't think there's any chance we're going back to. Definitely not going back to Jetta. That's that's out. Uh, Tatooine. No, I don't see any reason to go back there. Yeah, there's no reason, like unless they unless Lando gives the them a reason. But even then, like maybe Luke has something there, like I don't know, tells Ray in a Force Ghost vision, like I mean, I, you I must go to the Tatooine system. I can't rule it out, but I, I feel like this this trilogy has been so tight with its characters that everything connects very very directly to the character itself so i i got to imagine that if, if it's a desert planet especially if the report's right that jordan was originally supposed to be jakku then this time it's good it's going to be jakku again i i gotta believe that and one thing i that that jumped out to me in, in uh thrawn alliances novel and it, like i mentioned i can't remember the name of the planet in the book now but it called it a planet that was once verdant. That was now it would it had become, at that point in the story, like desolate, and pretty dumpy place. And the aftermath trilogy describes Jakku the very same way. They like they even use the same verbiage, verdant. Like to me, that can't be an accident. So I, I think there's a somehow some way there's a connection in that. Uh, Something is happening to these planets based something from the unknown regions is doing something to these planets because both both Jakku Jakku was used as an observatory out to the uh, outer uh, the unknown regions and the unknown unknown regions for those who haven't read Thrawn Alliances plays pretty heavily into this book as well and both had verdant planets that became wastelands. That I gotta believe there's some kind of connection here that maybe Ray's gonna go back, and in Episode Nine she's maybe she maybe Ray is gonna become so powerful in the Force that she can bring life back to Jakku. That was a theory I held a long time ago, and maybe it's just my confirmation bias coming into play. Maybe maybe this is what's gonna happen. 
Remember, I, I think I said like she, she'll go back to Jakku, restore like the the natural order of things on Jakku, and in, and in doing so, bring her parents back. Wouldn't that be messed up? Ooh, that's too. That's kind of cool though. There's there's a zombie feel to that. I'm not a. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the parents thing, but uh, the restoration of, of Jakku kind of seems pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, definitely bringing her parents back is. Uh, yeah, that's that's a stretch. But it, you know, depending on how they do it, you you that, maybe that's the enduring debate. Then is is were they ever really dead? You know, was was Kylo lying? Were they ever? Did they ever die at all? Did, did Rey actually bring them back? Maybe that's something they they leave for us to ponder. But uh, I I kind of I don't know. I don't even know if I want to go back to Jakku. It could be a force back or a force forward. True. That is very true. But yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see what uh, what plays out there. Um all right, well, let's check in with this here. Uh still with uh, episode 9. Todd Fisher says footage from Leia from the last Jedi will be used in episode 9. That's pretty cool, right? So, uh, yeah. ABC's Clayton Sandell, he broke the news to Star Wars Newsnet and saying that uh, Todd Fisher told him that uh, a number of unused minutes from The Last Jedi would be on the table here. And I will... I've got that quote lined up here. I will read that. I talked to Todd Fisher today about all this, and he... This is Clayton Sandell speaking, I presume. I talked to Todd Fisher today about all this, and he has been talking with J.J. Abrams about it. I asked him because the press release only said The Force Awakens, so I asked about The Last Jedi, and they are also using unused footage footage from The Last Jedi. I asked him how many minutes of footage they had from it, and he said, I can't tell you that. He, Todd Fisher, said there were big surprises coming. Big surprises with this movie, this performance, and the unused footage. And said, this one is really for the fans. But they apparently have a number of unused minutes from both The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Todd and the whole family are very excited and wanted it to happen. Pretty cool. A couple things stand out to me. JJ won't tell him how many minutes of Leia that they have from The Last Jedi. Yet, Todd and Fisher knows that there's big surprises with the movie, big surprises with the performance, and this one's really for the fans. I don't know. What what does Todd Fisher really know? I guess, I guess we'll see. Well, I think I think he said he can't tell them that. Like Todd Fisher couldn't tell the media. Like when they asked him how much footage is, do they do they have at their disposal? He's like, I can't tell you. I th- well, I think yeah, I think the media was asking. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe you're right. I'm just reading that quote again quickly. But um, all right, Carlos. What are you taking out of this? Is uh, Leia's? Do you think this is just them drawing from a deeper pool, or does it concretely say to you that uh, Leia is getting a bigger part than just a glorified cameo? No, I think what it does is because if you look at Leia's hair in The Force Awakens, there, there there's going to be a lack of continuity from eight to nine. Um, so I think that what they're going to do is probably take some of the uh, some of the script, some of the, the, the verbiage from uh, deleted scenes and uh, CG the image of Leia from 8 into the... Um, and just try to meld them together to have more of a co- cohesive look 
because Leia did change. Carrie Fisher looked very different between episode seven and episode eight. All, even though we're, we're, we're talking about what a few days between the end of the, uh, the movie to the start of the next one. Yeah, it's like a long weekend. Yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of like, Oh, look at that. She was Brown with blonde highlights and now she's gray. Hmm. Good job. <laughs> That's a lot of stress in one long weekend. <laughs> yes. So uh, I that, I found that a little, you know, that that was one thing that I. It's okay if you're gonna move forward, but you can't go back now. You can't go back and take what she looked like in in, in seven and and try to make that her in nine. Like you can't you can't do that. So I believe that they are there's there's um, uh, stuff that uh, they cut out uh, a lot of the probably not even deleted scenes, but just out like just takes multiple takes of, of her saying and doing certain things in eight, um, that, uh, they're gonna, you know, chop up the hair, uh, and then try to reinsert it onto, uh, Leia from, from seven, uh, just to, to try to, you know, get something more concrete, but this is completely, I'm sorry. They're not, Digital, digitally recreating a character from scratch, but this is a CGI character. I, I, like you, you're not going to go back on your word now and say that this is not a CGI character. That I, that's that's what that's what it's going to become. I think you're probably right. Like, and I'm sure one of us must must have mentioned this last week. Like, but to me, this this it tells me that it's more than a glorified cameo. Like, they're trying to pull as much potential footage as they can use. Because they there there is something there for Leia to do in this movie other than just be there, and I I'm, and it doubly confirms to me that they're gonna like at least CG her mouth to match new dialogue because like there's no way in my mind that the existing dialogue from either of these two films that they're pulling from magically lines up with what they've got planned for Episode Nine, unless it's brief inconsequential inconsequential dialogue that I really hope. I hope that's not the case. I don't want her to be there just to be there. Like, I want look, her to have an if, impact. If they cut, if you look at what they left in the Force Awakens, I, I don't want to see what they cut out from Leia. It was not great. Let's not <laughs> let's not uh, throw uh, throw the confetti up yet just yet. I mean, her performance in Seven was not great. That's just... no. She just didn't have a ton to do as well. And you're you're right. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't uh, an Oscar worthy performance. There was just there's just nothing there for her to do. Yeah. So imagine that's what they put in the movie. Well, imagine what they didn't put in the movie. Yeah. I mean, and, she was and... she was in there earlier on. Like one of the, one of the first scenes featured her. But yeah, I mean, I got I got I don't even know how much they had in total of her. See, this whole thing. Oh, the fans are gonna love it. Tells me that. It's still gonna be the. It's still gonna be divisive. Like, which fans are you talking about exactly? Like, because if if the story suffers because of something stupid, like I'm I'm not gonna. I, I'm still gonna watch it. I'm still gonna enjoy Star Wars for being Star Wars because there's probably gonna be an epic lightsaber scene at the end, and you know, wrap it all up and all that stuff, and it's gonna be it's gonna be great. But don't 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 say fans are gonna love it. I mean, because. 
you know that 50% of them aren't <laughs> either way either way like i might i might not like it i'm not going to go out on on twitter and be a douche about it but like i might not like the direction that they go and you know it's it, todd fisher needs to uh well, he, he, tie the tie yeah. the Velcro tight on his shoes and keep them on his feet instead of stuffing them in his mouth. I I disagree with that, man. I think he, when he says big surprises, I don't think he's saying it's like a cash grab for him or anything. I think he's saying that what they have is adequate enough for this story and that it's still going to very much make sense. And the winner for adequate movie performance goes to. <laughs> well, I mean, they they have to do something. They can't just write around the crawl like we've said yes, that a hundred times. They no, can. that's garbage. Garbage. No, it's not garbage. J- j- it is garbage. No, to force their hand and, and, and try to cobble together something that might look like the the Christmas special. Well, I mean, that's come what I'm on. saying. That's what I'm saying. Like by Todd Fisher saying that it makes sense and it's a it you know, like he seemed very, very Todd keen. Fisher needs to shut his mouth. No, He's not did. doing the movie. Just shut your mouth, bro. Just, There's nothing to gain from doing that because all you're doing is you're piquing other people's interest and, and exactly. expectate. No, no, wrong. Well, that, that, it's you, not, it's you, not you his don't... job to raise the expectation level. Exactly. That's dangerous by doing that. There, you don't gain anything from doing that. And he, wow. he's, he's kind of had loose lips for the last couple of years. And I, I, I wonder if, you know, Kathleen Kennedy and, and the powers that be are like, shut up. <laughs> loose lips sink ships but yeah he's you're right i I do agree with you carlos and that i i hope he doesn't i i hope there's not a microphone in front of his face too often and now that he has been super open with the media you know damn well they're gonna go running to him every time something breaks because he he, maybe he knows things and maybe they're they're gonna they're gonna keep trying to squeeze him but i i do agree Corey, that i technically you could have written leia out in the crawl I just I can never believe that would have been a fitting end, a fitting way to write out that character. I called this last week as well, like saying that you know the wordage last week was kind of a bit weird, and that JJ was saying like, well, Force Awakens footage, but uh, no, he's got both at his disposal for sure. They're gonna ha- they're gonna use anything and everything that they have, and like Carlos said, like the hair, the costume, those things are gonna be have to like digitally put in place. I would think. You know, like continuity-wise, they want it to make sense. And Carlos said again, the verbiage, it could still make that make sense. Like, uh, this news just makes me more happy. Like, the the more they have to work with, the better the story is going to be. And I, I think it's also interesting that no one really picked up on this that much because she was still in them, but no major scenes. But the what they said is for the deleted scenes in TLJ, it's like we didn't see very much on Leia. And there was a reason behind that. You know, they were already planning back then. Uh, yeah. Well, I, th- I think the big thing here is, you know, Carlos, you had mentioned that she looked different in episode eight than she did in seven. And that there's no denying that, especially considering it was a day or two that had passed. We think either way, it's, it's a short, short time span. Uh, if there's a time jump here, she's going to look different again than in either of those films. So I think, you know, when you said that, Carlos, when you said that she's going to be, by the end, a CG character, I don't think you're that far off. 
I think they've got the underpinning of using the the footage that they've already shot to to say, you know, they that they have that gravitas to say that they have Carrie Fisher footage. But I think by the end, when they apply, you know, aging effects, if they've jumped ahead several years, she's not gonna. Yeah, again, she's not gonna look like episode seven or eight. So that part I think is inconsequential. They'll they'll do what they have to do to to make the look as seamless as possible. But I, Corey, I, I'm with you on uh, the more they have to pull from. Uh, I, 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 geez, I'm being optimistic here, but the better it's going to be. Of course. Like, well, it's not going to not make sense. You know, sometimes you get too much rope and you hang yourself with it. And that, yeah, that could be that it's possible. It's possible. I think they're, they're disciplined enough in this case to not do that, but it is absolutely an option that they could act. They could do this. Yeah, it frightens me, guys. I'll be honest. Like I was very optimistic last week uh, because I I had a feeling that there was a, a plot line that they cut out completely of the Force Awakens, and that they were going to try to reinsert line that they had filmed for and decided not to use. Uh, in in episode nine, I'm not getting that feeling anymore. I'm getting a feeling of it being just a Frankenstein effect, and that scares the uh, that scares the the jumping G Willikers and the bejeebies out of me. Does it give you the heebie-jeebies though? Um, uh, no, it doesn't give me them. It actually the willies. Me... Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I th- I think. Th- I think they'll probably try to hold our hand as a fandom through this process. You know, I think if, if, or maybe not, I don't know. I don't know how they would treat, try to treat this. Like one thing I I'd spoken about a long time ago is to save us all the shock of whatever it is you do with Leia. Just tell us, just be upfront with us. If you're going to write her out, say we're writing her out. Don't give us the how, but just say, yeah, we're, we've written her out. Whatever, just be upfront with us. And if you're, going to be blending this character with CG effects and doing this and doing that. Help us out there. Keep us updated on this, on this particular front. Cause there, there will be, I mean, some, there's gonna be a lot of people who just say, Hey man, I'm cool. Whatever you guys decide to do, I'm going to put my feet up when the, when the curtain lifts and I will enjoy the ride. But there are some people who are just really nervous and who, who are going to, are, are ready with the pitchforks. They, they want this to go really well. And, I, I think maybe they'd be well served to sort of uh, I don't know, say fully publicized, but at least be somewhat transparent about how they're approaching this. So that at least we know if if you're going to be angry about it, maybe get the anger out before episode nine comes out, so that when it drops, you're like, oh, okay, I was already resigned to this. Well, I think everyone's going to have that the Leia aspect of this story. Is going to be scrutinized, and even ourselves as well. As we're watching the film, we're going to wonder what they're going to be doing with the character, knowing the events of everything. Like, I think that's going to be on all our minds. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, for me, the top, the two top things for me in this movie are, are Leia and Ray. How do how do they get handled? That's that's my, what I'm concerned with the most. But uh, I, I remain optimistic. I think they will do it properly. I, I trust J.J. Abrams to do that properly without uh, 
without rocking the boat too much. I don't think he's going to, I think he'll make, he'll, he'll satisfy. And I don't think he's going to, uh, leave Leia's legacy be one of, of controversy and borderline outrage. Just my take. I think they got something in store for us. Well, I mean, that's what Todd Fisher said. If, if you're, if you're going to buy into what he's saying, then yeah. He said, what What do you say? Big perform- big surprises with this performance. Uh, big surprises with this movie. Again, that's I got to take that with a grain of salt. Like, does he really know the extent of the movie and the extent of Leia's role? I would think they, you know, because it's all up to him and Billy Lord, I would think what they're, is it okay if we do this? Is it okay if we do that? Here's what we want to do. Like, is this going to honor Carrie enough? No, it's not enough. Do more. Yeah, more, more. So I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know that they gave him the full-on details. That would seem a bit crazy to me. No? I mean, I, there's no way he knows the, the whole story of this movie. You're just going to have to trust us, Mr. Fisher. We have big surprises. <laughs> well, I, I, I will flip that. Yeah, you know what? Let's let's tell this guy everything. This guy who talks a whole lot, let's tell him the whole movie. But Todd, promise you won't tell anybody. For sure. I'm pretty sure there's millions at stake for him too. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the consequence is for him. But yeah, even where he just said, like, there's there's big surprises coming, big surprises with this movie, this performance, and the unused footage. Like, I wish he had not said that. We know it's kind of interesting. Like I had this written down. Like it was um, the last article we had read from making Star Wars about Jakku. There was actually something written in that article that never fully confirmed, but there was a rumored scene that took place with Han and Leia dropping Ben off at Uncle Luke's academy that could have possibly been filmed already, which would be pretty damn cool. Yeah, that may or may not exist, right? And if it, but if it did, like, oh, yeah, I'm JJ. Be like, I'm using that. Yeah, possibly. That would be something. All right. Um, anything else on this one before we take a break? It, no, it I, makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'll just go out uh, on a, on a limb right now. You guys could uh, obviously this is being recorded. So. Um, I uh, warned Corey that uh, he's uh, setting himself up for dis- like disappointment by putting too much credence into what Todd Fisher said. And if he complains later, then everyone <laughs> is allowed to shit on him. Oh, excuse me. Dump all over him. I, I'm more uh, on- excited than I was last week. I'll put it that way. I'm just glad that she's in the movie. Yeah, next week you're going to be even more excited. Then the week after that, you're going to be even more excited. And then by the time episode nine comes out, you're going to expect it to be I don't know what. And then you're going to be like, ah, geez, guys, uh, he did it. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That thing. I'm not that guy. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not 18 guy. anymore. I did that for the prequels. So you did that last, last week. What were we talking about? <laughs> no, I think Corey is usually unfailingly positive. And I, I whatever happens in a, in a year and a half from now. I, I don't think whatever Todd Fisher said is going to affect Corey too much. Yeah, I, I think they got it together. Honestly, like I don't think they're going to be doing what they're doing unless they have something planned that's going to make sense to the story and do the story 
proper its proper respect without having it seem shoehorned in. Well, they they've got to get it right. They they've they've got a lot of eyeballs and a lot of people just just waiting to yep. spring a trap on them for for screwing this up. And uh boy, imagine being in this position. I mean, JJ took the job, so you know, this is his cross to bear, I suppose, but imagine the pressure of knowing that you you accept this job and this is these are the stakes. <laughs> man, oh man. whatever, he's just like I'm rich, bitch. Uh, he Dude, was, he's set he for was, life. He he was set for life before he took this job. Still, he's a very wealthy guy. What <laughs> this? I'm sure he's, now he's make, uber wealthy. He's making a lot of money. I don't know that this is. Uh, I don't think this is going to make or break him. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break here, and uh, guys, he is back. Bradley is back from a summer hiatus. Oh my lord, I'm so happy Bradley is back. Uh, so let us check in with Bradley. And uh, the three of us, we're going to retire to the green room, refresh, and uh, we'll be back. Hey, Timlin Cyber, Bradley here with this week's Star Wars questions. Uh, but before I get to that, I got a couple of things I want to uh, talk about. Um, one being congratulations, Matthew, on becoming a Knight of the Commonwealth. Woo-woo. That is well-deserved. Um, that is so cool. And uh, really happy for you, man. Glad that you are now part of a, uh, a special group of people. Um, that's a really cool thing. Uh, so uh, congrats. And uh, the other thing is um, so good to be back. Uh, sending in a question. Uh, kind of took a little hiatus there. Uh, enjoying the summer. And um, kind of getting away from all the uh, uh, negativity out there on Twitter. Um, but uh, we've had good news the last couple of weeks. And so Indeed. hopefully we've gotten past all that um, stuff. Maybe not, but uh, at least for the, for the moment, uh, things are kind of looking up. Uh, with the news of another season of Clone Wars, which is awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. Can't wait to see what they come up with there. And uh, also with um, uh, the uh, release of um, who's all going to be in Episode 9. I think that's pretty cool that we see Carrie Fisher's name on there. And so we'll see her in one way or, or another. And uh, obviously Mark Hamill being on there, that's uh, pretty much was a given. But it's good to see his name there. And uh, it doesn't look like we're going to have a Captain Phasma in this movie, which I think is pretty cool. Um, Didn't really care for that character. And so I'm glad to see that uh, she will not be back with us. Um, But uh, yeah, so here's here's my questions. Number one, um, what's your top three... Millennium Falcon maneuvers. Uh, my number three would probably be um, Chewie's little barrel roll in uh, Solo when they take out that TIE fighter. That is a really cool shot. Um, love that maneuver. Uh, number two is in Empire Strikes Back when the Millennium Falcon has um, already uh, navigated through the asteroid field and is looking for a place to land 
Um, and he just does that loop-de-loop uh, into the cave. I think that shot is so cool. I've always loved that. That's always been my favorite up until uh, the new movies. And my number one Millennium Falcon maneuver is Ray uh, basically, you know, pulling up the brakes, allowing Finn to get a clear shot on the TIE Fighter. And then as they're coming up, um, the gun uh, catching uh, debris that's on the ground. That is such a cool shot. I just, uh, I think that's the best shot in that whole movie. And uh, it's it's my number one Millennium Falcon maneuver. Uh, so love to hear uh, what y'all's is. Um, my second question is, out of all the, um, uh, since Disney took over um, uh, Lucasfilm, and uh, all these new novels have been coming out. What's the one novel that you would love to see made into a movie? Um, my answer would have to be uh, Lords of the Sith, which came out uh, a long time ago. Um, but I listened to it on audiobooks, and it was fantastic. It just had a ton of action. Um, it's basically a jam, a Cham Sedula. Um, you know, plotting against the Emperor and Vader, trying to take them out. And um, obviously he doesn't succeed, um, but he's able to crash uh, their ship. Um, and, um, you know, just mayhem ensues when they get on the ground. And um, they pretty much destroy anybody they come in contact with. And it... I mean, it just sounds really cool. The audiobook, the audiobook sounds really cool, and it just sounds like it would be a really cool movie. It sounds like the scene in Rogue One, honestly, um, basically through the whole movie. And, I mean, come on. I mean, let's face it. That was the best thing about Rogue One, right? That hallway scene. So if Pretty you get close. a whole movie of that, um, that's the one I want you to make into a movie. So, looking forward to hearing your answer on that one as well. Um, so, yeah, there you have it, guys. Glad to finally get back and send a question into you guys and uh, enjoying the podcast. Y'all are doing an excellent job. Last week was just awesome. Thank I mean, you, Bradley. I really thoroughly enjoyed y'all's conversations, y'all's bickering, um, y'all's respectful um disagreement that is so nice and so refreshing to hear and uh y'all did an excellent job at it thank you and uh yep y'all have a great podcast and may the force be with you guys always coming back with style it is bradley glad to have you back sir thank you for the kind words glad to have him back guys bradley's back i'm so happy yeah, yeah. seriously all right let's uh, let's talk about our favorite piece of junk our top three Falcon maneuvers. Can't say this is something I've ever spoke or thought about before. I just know that I love this ship. It's my favorite ship in all of Star Wars. But it's three best moves. Hmm, that's a that's a good question. Uh, Corey, I'll come to you first on this one. I guess you know we'll, we'll roundtable it like we normally do. Let's start with number three and build our way up. Uh, I don't know if I want to build my way up. I want to get this one out of the way. But... Uh... Okay, I'll go with yeah, I'll build my way up. Um I don't know what you want to call this one, but it's kinda of odd in the movie. I don't know how the hell he get 
the the fleet to do it, but he basically almost gets uh, three ships to collide into one another, an empire, and they're escaping from Hoth. Like, I don't know what kind of zigzags he's pulling. These are like big ships. Like, I don't know if the empire is just again like. Well, there's idiots driving those star destroyers. First of all, yeah, they're driving right it's at each a- other. What? Yeah, like like all three of them. Like, uh, so I think that's just a bit of. I don't know. It's it's kind of making Han look good in those scenes, but if you want to go with it, like maybe he did get them to go with it. You know, like he knew how those being an an ex imperial, he knew how he'd get them to bite by protocol. Kind of, you know, like if I fly here, they're gonna do this. This ship's gonna do that. Next thing you know, he ties them in a knot, and they crash into each other. They're dumb. They're so dumb. That 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 is a good move, though. That was, I obviously I considered that one. Is it on my list? We'll find out. That's that's your number three? Yeah, man. Cool. Carlos. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with... It's the asteroid... Yeah, something in the asteroid. Just that whole... Well, the whole chase is, is the whole, phenomenal. Yeah. That whole, I would say the chase, up until the point where they... Um, they park into the space slug. So I, up, up until that point. Oh, so many yeah. good shots in there too. Amazing. Like really, really great. You know, and just like um, flying in sideways while, and, and you know, the TIE fighters not having any room and both of them just smashing up against the walls. Yeah, uh, that is, oh, that. that's good. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, a, that's a beautiful shot. So I, I'm going to go with that. You know what's really cool about that particular shot is growing up as, you know, uh, watching the OT on Pan and Scan, you never saw what happened to those two TIE fighters. You just saw the, like, sparks stretch into the screen. You never saw them crash into each other. So it was the first time I ever saw those two TIEs touch wings and then bounce into the canyon walls was in theaters for the special edition. And then once you got them on DVD, you got it widescreen, and I always saw that, and I always found it so cool. Just a few extra inches of screen space, and this whole world opened up. It was so amazing. Yeah, because we never saw it in the theater, right? So I'm sh- in the theater, it was it was definitely available. Yeah, but for me, growing up, the whole time I was like, yeah. "What happened there?" They, they, exactly. These idiots just slam into the wall. God, Tie Fighters pilots are stupid. Um, my number three is uh, turn her around. It's it's the attack on the Star Destroyer. Uh. Nice skimming the surface, you know, they're just blasting past the bridge and then latching onto the uh the back of the star destroyer's bridge, that whole that whole tower. I love that. It's 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 insane. Like nobody can believe that Han is actually going to attack a star destroyer, including the Imperials. It's like this guy's nuts. But I I absolutely adore that that maneuver. I can't believe that's your number 3. Like Carlos just said the same thing, so I mean I got to chime in here. Like I was going to put that on my number one just because of everything that's happening in that scene. You got three PO like Carlos loves yapping in his ear. Like, what are you doing? Like Everything's going wrong. Then they're like the, the rear deflector shield just gave out. So Han's just like, it's do or die time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, go right. At what them. are you going to do? Yeah. You got to go right at them. Full front shields, like charge at them. And then just disappears. Like no ship that small can have a cloaking device. Like, Love it, man. Then you just see him like latched on, like best, like and even like coming up toward the ship, like evading the turbo cannons, like spiraling and shit, like perfect. 
Yeah, it's great. That's that's I, I love it. Uh Carlos, number two. Uh, it's tough. Truly, uh, truly uh, piloting the uh, the Falcon uh, through through crate. Just uh, it, kind of similar to the asteroid uh, the asteroid scene, but just uh, piloting like a boss and really carving through. And creating uh, messes for the, uh, the the Tie Fighters that are following. I, I just, I just love it. I'm right there with you. That is my number two. Beautiful. It's 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 so good. I, I have to give Chewie some love. He's got as much to do with the Falcon success as as anybody. And to like, what a surprise to lo- to know that Chewie can fly like that. I never would have guessed that. And um, yeah, I love it. Just the speed of that sequence. The, the, it's visually striking. It's just incredible. I love that. And then blasting out of the crust up into the atmosphere. Amazing stuff. Yep. Um, Corey, back to your number one. Yeah, I'd say what you guys just said was definitely on the short list. Definitely. Um, I'm going to maybe give you a bit of a loophole here and say it's the flip trick maneuver. And that can either mean... Han pulling that Hera maneuver where he does a little barrel roll and nails the TIE fighter and, and solo or Carlos's favorite of all time, the basically Ray on Jakku with Finn when the guns jammed, just pulling the handbrake there for a second and free falling and ba-boom bullseye. What well, way to step all over my toes. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I knew we'd double up a bit here, but yeah, two for one. <laughs> I think I just called this episode Stealing Thunder. Shit. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, well done, Corey. Well done. Uh, it is what it is. What do you want me to say? So, well, you you listed off a couple moments there. Which which one actually is it? Both kind of epic. I don't know. Uh, Han familiarizing himself with the Falcon or Ray kind of doing the same thing. <laughs> I love that you know. stole his go. thunder and you still don't know which one is your number one. I'll go with the Jakku thing just because uh, the visuals in theaters were just <laughs> too good. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that, that, I, that, that graveyard chase is cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words. Carlos, you going to follow that one up? Yeah, uh, my favorite scene is uh, when um, uh, Han, uh, they're, they're, they're standing right outside the Falcon and Han walks around uh, Jabba the Hutt in the uh, special edition. <laughs> well, my, my Corey, number you're one is, such is... an ass, Corey. It's incredible. <laughs> wow, whatever. Come on. It's a great move. Both of them. Nobody took uh, just lilting gently to the left as they try to evade Star Destroyers a few minutes after that Jabba scene? Or just letting them hit you and just flying straight. Yeah. Till the till the shields give out. <laughs> and I like how how Han mentions. I know. I don't worry. I know a few maneuvers. We'll lose them. They're just flying straight. Well, that's you know I kind of always attribute that to them making the jump to hyperspace or calculating it. They can't move. Like stay very still. Uh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> you better hope the shields hold. 
Um, all right. Uh, my number one is going back for Luke. When Luke is Ooh. reaching out to Leia. And she's a Skywalker oh, maneuver. We've like got that. to go back. So it has nothing to do with Han. He's, he's on ice. And it's who I don't know who make I guess Chewie does that does that move as well. Chewie does two of my three favorite moves. Look at that. It's Lando, no? She says Chewie just do it because she's sitting in the in the captain's chair. Chewie is in the co pilot chair. Mm, Lando right. is Lando is messing around with uh, yeah, that's true. He was in the back. Buttons. Yeah, he's diddling those buttons. <laughs> um, no, that's that's my favorite move. And he, the, the way the way that she, she says Chewie just do it. And then he, the, the Falcon passes behind that cloud and flips around and comes back. Just like that That's is a, a wicked shot. And just like the rumble of the engines as it passes back overhead. I, that's, that's my favorite Falcon moment. I love it so much. Uh, so there, there it goes. There's our three top three Falcon maneuvers. And there's, there's still so, so many more, including lilting gently to the left. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bradley's second question. What new canon book would you want to see adapted to screen? You guys aren't really big readers, so I don't know what you're going to say on this one. But, Corey, I'll I'll let you run with this one. Yeah, to be honest, like, book-wise, I haven't read that much. I've read uh, A Certain Point of View, which is also short stories, Bloodline, Catalyst. Both, I don't know, I just find books in general, like, they have a lot of substance and stuff, but they don't have the gravitas to be a, a star wars film to be honest but f- from what i've heard from fandom i think uh lost stars seems to be a good fit at least maybe in an animated version or something like they did the whole uh well somebody did like fan art anime style and like manga i think uh yeah correct yeah it looked cool and that's yeah they, i guess it's not a tumbling saber podcast without cory loopholing it but yeah, I don't know. I just like comic books too. Like those are, those are you know considered literature as well. I haven't really read it. I've read a few now, quite a few of the series. But again, nothing that would really amount to something that's worthy of film at this point. I li- I like Bradley's call. I mean, that's as good a call as any. Lords of the Sith, just for for action and and cinematic value. Um, I'm surprised you didn't go with the new Dawn Corey just to get more rebels in there. Well, I haven't read it yet. I own it, but I haven't read it. <laughs> as well as Lords of the Sith. Again, own it. Don't in a box <laughs> somewhere. Carlos, do you have anything to add to this? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, I, I'm not. Uh, I, I know what's going on uh, in the books. I know what's new to canon uh, from uh, listening to um, Journals of the Willing. Uh, if you're a patron, uh, you get that as a priority release. Ding, ding, ding. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, but I don't go out of my way to read the books. And uh, right now I'm reading one book. And it's uh, every three weeks I read a chapter. So that, that's the only book I'm reading right now. Sounds familiar. So, yes. <laughs> and uh, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. And uh, there's a podcast that... Uh, that you can follow along with, uh, which uh, is an awesome idea. But uh, yes, as far as the uh, the new canon books, I heard great things about Lost Stars. Uh, and uh, what was the other one? Um, 
think you guys spoke about it recently. Uh, not not bloodline. Was it bloodline? Oh boy, that was well, one of the more popular ones. We haven't done bloodline. In, I mean, we spoke about bloodline. Oh boy, two years ago. Uh, anyways, I don't remember, but uh, yeah, there's uh, there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of stories in there that uh, you know could jump out, and uh, maybe Lost Stars is uh, one. What was the other one that um, not with Darth Bane, but uh, was uh, I anyways? I I, no, no, that's not canon. No. Um. Yeah, I'm very I'm not very not good at this. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> I was gonna be like, I could tell. He's like, moving on, Junior. Yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, I don't know, honestly. But uh, the, as long as the story's good, man, I keep saying the same things over and over, and I'm sure you guys are all sick and tired of it. But uh, yeah. Well, I, I do agree with Corey in something that he said that none of the new canon novels are. I I don't think they're written in such a way that. Um, they're designed. They're taking away, yeah. They're taking away like the thunder. Like all, I know, like a lot of the old uh, legend stuff was written to sort of be a movie in your mind's eye. They they all had like these epic builds, and then you you got this gigantic battle towards the end, like you would expect from Star Wars. But you don't necessarily get that in the new canon, uh, outside of aftermath, which uh, Empire's End was cool. That's that's almost a default answer. Just to see that, you know, episode six point two or something like that. Uh, but that's not my official answer. Um, yeah, like I, the, the the canon novels are designed specifically to like fill in chapters, fill in gaps in in a character's history or galactic history. And I th- I think Bradley's is like I said is as good as answer as any. Uh, for the sake of being different. I will go with Dark Disciple. And I, I it would not be... A, I don't think it would be a box office smash. But I feel like um, the duo of Quinlan Voss and Asajj Ventress is cool enough that it would be, make for a good movie. The book was good. I like that. And, uh, I, I, and I also believe that Ventress is big enough to Star Wars lore that uh, seeing her end on a big screen is better than seeing it or reading about it in print. Spoilers. So that's that, and Kinlon Voss as, as well is like, I think he'd be a draw as well, just because he's kind of like a, a bit of an obscure Jedi. Yeah, I mean, people would dig him though. I mean, he did show up in the Clone Wars. Yeah, I, I totally dig him, dude. He's he's up there, man. Yeah, that 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 would have to be my answer. I don't know what else I would say. I Thrawn Alliances was a great book, but it would be a terrible movie, I think. Um. Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking that the the Lando, the first five part series for Lando, it's some more like the oh, Lobot yeah. story. Yeah. No, that would be a. Uh, would it be? No, it'd be more for television. <laughs> yeah, like that. That doesn't make a very good movie. Yeah, full blown movie is is tough with the new canon. I think. I think Bradley hits it if you if you're going for like the full Star Wars feels. Lords of the Sith is probably the best answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's kind of where I have to go. All right. You guys have anything else? Anything else you want to get off your chest this week? I'm good, man. 
Can I go back to work tomorrow, man? Oh, no. Yeah, we have a, we had a question from Kigo. We'll save that for next week because we spent a lot of time in the green room at the break. <laughs> so it is, it is getting late now. But uh, So we've got a bit of a shorter show this week, but that's okay. We will be back next week. But that's it for episode 138, guys. Where can people find you on Twitter? Hmm. You, you forgot. You, you, you were so unplugged during your week off, you forgot. Where, where is it? Is it Chop? Chop rules with a, a Z? Something like that? Yeah, chop something, rules something. with a Z. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing it, man. Not gonna. And Carlos? Y'all can find me at C Candy Row Music on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, look for my music page on Facebook at uh, Carlos Candido. And we launched last week, uh, successfully, I might add, a um, launched or relaunched. Uh, my Patreon campaign called Carlos Creates, and we uh, are already uh, creating some creative stuff. So uh, you can just check it out, Carlos Creates. That's uh, patreon.com slash Carlos Creates. And um, get involved in the, the whole process. So we're going to be uh, releasing a song a month. You're hearing it here first. One song a month. Um and uh, you'll be receiving those as part of the uh, as part of your rewards. And once the album comes out, you'll obviously receive uh, the album. And um, we're going to be doing other stuff too, other uh, fun videos, uh, live chats, and uh, stuff like that. So sign up today, uh, throw a few bucks uh, my way, and I'll uh, add you to the uh, VIP. Carlos Creates Facebook group. And uh, yeah, have a lot of fun. Do it. Check it out. And you can find me at Tumbling Saber on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Come check out our closed Facebook group where we have all kinds of fun. It's been really hopping in there lately. So don't miss out. If you want to avoid the negativity occurring elsewhere on social media, come hide in our group. It's nice and safe in there and cozy warm. And uh, I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun in there. And uh, once again, Thank you to Bradley and to Kigo for the questions this week. Kigo, we'll get to yours next week, I promise, my friend. And uh, thank you to Rob Wade for sharing this episode on Emotionally14.com. Check that out, as well as the Crazy Train podcast, as long as you like laughing. If you if you like to laugh, check it out. Otherwise, uh, I don't know what's, what's wrong with you. Get help. And uh, this week, don't forget to check out StarWarsCommonwealth.com, where we have all of our nine and now 10. We forgot to mention off the top of the show, we, we are now joined by Retro Inc. Oh. On the network. So congrats to Andy and Adam who join us on the Commonwealth uh, with Retro Inc. So you can check them out as well. Uh, we're, we're finally at double digits. It took us a while, but we're there. And now uh, who knows <laughs> who knows how much uh, more we're going to add to this network. But uh Happy to have Andy and Adam along for the ride. So go check them out as they talk about a lot of nerd stuff, Star Wars, big time Star Wars stuff, video games, you name it. These guys talk about it. And uh, you'll find that at StarWarsCommonwealth.com or on iTunes under the uh, Star Wars Commonwealth as a podcast provider. And for our powerful friends this week, don't forget uh, Sith Disturbers are back. And again, I have no idea what we'll talk about, but I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. 
So if you want to hear that, it is an exclusive show for our powerful friends. And uh, you can join up and become part of the gang at patreon.com slash tumblingsaber. And uh, you can sign up for just a couple bucks a month and be a part of that group and hear those exclusive podcasts. And so that's all for this week, guys. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Let us know. If you like this episode, you can uh, hit us up on iTunes, leave us a review, and we'll read that here on the podcast as well. So have a great week, guys. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you later. Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see. Your voice is sending shivers to shout right through.